Hi team, so welcome to episode three of the Valesco Fitness Collective podcast. Um, today we're going to go a little bit more in depth with a couple of the more popular topics from episode two. We're going to look at how the stash ordering process works, just cover one or two little updates from in and around the gym, uh, and then go a little bit further on mindset, positive self-talk, um, how to tame that voice in your head. So yeah, a fair, fair few bits coming up today that hopefully, as some of you have already alluded to in previous weeks, you'll find value in listening. As always, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Google, you know, any platform that you would normally use to access podcasts. If you're new to podcasts, thank you and welcome. I hope you have so far enjoyed the content and we'll do our best to make sure that stays the case. I have to start this week with a public apology which might seem a bit of a, a bit of an unusual beginning. On the previous episode, I referred to the cat that was the subject of Ellie's cats or dogs question. Uh, I referred to Lily as Steve Jones's cat. Uh, I've since been corrected or uh, maybe uh, prompted in the direction of the cat actually being Annie's cat. Um, so officially, Annie, I apologise for misclassifying Lily's ownership. She's very much your cat. Steve plays a very minor role in Lily's life and probably wouldn't notice if he wasn't there. So uh, public public apology issued. Um, as always, or as have the last couple of weeks been, I'm here with Ellie. Ellie, how are you? And you're not allowed to say, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm great. Good. Sun shining, nice drive over the bridge this morning. Yeah, good. Wicked. Cool. We have some warm-up Q&As to get, to get things going, get things moving. Ready? Of course. Nice. So, one TV series to watch right now? Cardinal. Nice. Fraser or Froning? Fraser. Favourite daughter? Sarah. Okay. If you could only keep one thing from your gym bag, what would it be? If I was going to throw your gym bag out and you were only allowed to save one thing. Um, that's a really good question. Probably my belt. Cool. Lifting belt. Sweet or savoury? Wow. Without context. Um, probably savoury. Running or swimming? <laughs> swimming. Uh, Go-to karaoke soundtrack? I don't have one. I hate karaoke. Fair. Lastly, if you could only ever use slash take one supplement, what would it be? Creatine. Nice. Hopefully that was a, a, another further insight into Ellie's sometimes questionable life. <laughs> Rude. Um, Okay, so to get going then, I think I'd like to start with what a few people will have probably noticed downstairs in and around the den, all the new stash. I'm supporting my uh, new snapback today, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. <laughs> um, favourite favorite piece of new stash? Personally? Yeah. Um, I think it's got to be one of the grey hoodies because they feel like velvet. They're amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So how's it going to work? So people can obviously see the stash downstairs. They are 
kind of ready to go? How do I get my hands on new stash? Okay, so at the minute, new stash needs to be ordered through um, Amy or myself. We did put some shop open times on uh, the Facebook group, and they were also issued by email. So if you haven't seen it, check your inboxes. Um, because we need to obviously make sure that you um, are ordering and paying at the same time, and we want to be able to answer any questions that you have. So for this week, um, there are shop open times. We're going to review that at the end of the week and see how easy it is for people to get in. And longer term, you will be able to buy directly through the website, and that page is in the process of being built. But don't rely on that in the short term because we're talking a couple of weeks, potentially a month, if not a little bit longer for that shot to be bought. Um, we did a photo shoot with Jamie Rhodes last week. We've got another one coming up next week. Um, so there will be a new Instagram page, which obviously you can all like and follow and all the rest of it. Um, and that will be where you can see um, our sort of garments on people if you wanted to. Um, but this week, um, yeah. Get in uh, when the shop times are open. We need payment on ordering, but you can pay cash or card. It's entirely up to you. If you are paying cash, please try and bring the right money. We don't keep much cash on site, so um, it would be helpful if you had the right money. Price list as well is also on Facebook and has been emailed to you all. So nice, yeah. And there's there's an array of t-shirts, hoodies, um, long line t-shirts, snapbacks, vests cut off hoodies you know, there's a whole load of real cool stuff as well so i'd encourage you guys if you haven't already seen it to take a look um so this week we had loads of positive feedback from both the first and second episode a lot of people really called out some of the mindset stuff in episode two we thought there would definitely be value in furthering that so we've kind of given mindset its own sort of slot within our podcast themes list and today we are going to cover five thoughts on, um, which will be hopefully a fairly regular structure for, for episodes we want to maybe explore in a little bit more depth. So today is going to be five thoughts on mindset. So we're going to cover how to set yourself up to win. We're going to cover the voice in your head, what we mean when we use the term growth mindset. Uh, we're going to talk about things you can control and we are going to talk a little bit about the idea of don't complain. So first up, set yourself up to win. Ellie, do you want to take this one for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, first, first thing I suppose to say is that um, with regards to setting yourselves up to win, You've won when you walk through the door. You've done. You've done the hard bit. You've done what a lot of people are not doing. Um, you know, you've you've packed your bag. You've got yourselves here. You may or may not have looked at the workout and had a bit of an internal battle with whether you actually want to come in and do that workout. So, in regards to setting yourself up to win, the first thing to say is that by being here, you've won. Um, to go into that a little bit deeper. Um, I think in terms of if you're looking at individual workouts, it's about looking at how you set yourself up, quote unquote, um, to win that workout. I think every day is different. So in, in, in this environment, when you're coming into the gym, how you feel on any given day is going to vary massively. You know, as, as humans, we are sentient beings. We're massively impacted by our sleep, by our nutrition, by 
our stress levels, by the weather, by the journey we've had to the gym. There are any number of things which can impact how we feel both negatively and positively. I think in in this particular instance, what we're talking about is saying how you win a particular workout is how you approach it and obviously the mindset you go into it with. So looking at any given workout on any given day, we're looking at saying, how do I get the most out of this? How do I win this workout by feeling like I have accomplished something? Now, again, that can vary massively depending on whether it's just a, I'm here, I'm quite tired, I didn't sleep very well, but I wanted to come in, I wanted to move, I know that having been to the gym, I will feel better and it's gonna set me up for my day right or it's gonna finish my day well, but I don't have a huge amount of energy. So when that workout on the board says, for time, I'm gonna accept that I'm gonna need to use weights and scale the movements to allow me to just keep moving so that I feel like I have accomplished something by the end of the workout. If the workout's particularly heavy, it's about saying, how heavy is always relative regardless but it's not only relative to individuals it's relative to an individual on any given day so if I've come off the back of a rest day and it's a heavy workout and I'm feeling good and I ate really well and my sleep was awesome then I'm going to want to load that bar as heavy as I know that I am relatively capable of doing if I'm coming in for a heavy workout off the back of a long bike ride with friends at the weekend or I've had a really stressful time at home or work's been really busy or it's half past seven at night because that's the only opportunity I had to train today and so my energy is lower than it would normally be, that that, that heavy weight is going to be relative to how I am feeling at that given time. So it's probably or is almost definitely going to be lighter than if I was doing this work, as I've just suggested, off the back of a rest day, having had lots of sleep. So setting yourself up to win, quote unquote, a workout is about saying, how do I leave the gym having done this workout, feeling like I have achieved something? And I think you need to set up what it is you want to achieve going into it. So is it just moving? Is it um working on form is it thinking do you know what actually power snatch aren't really my forte so instead of thinking about how much weight i'm going to use in the workout i'm going to use a weight that's going to allow me to move really well so that i can walk out of here thinking yeah do you know what i've actually made some real progress with with how i've moved is it going to be do you know what i just want to get through today so it's just a case of moving or is it thinking Today, I feel like is a really good day for me to start pushing some boundaries. So you're going to hit it hard and you're going to accept the outcome of hitting it hard, whether that is what you think it should or you want it to be or whether it's not. Nice. Cool. Thanks, Al. And I, I think I, I kind of wholly agree. You know, we touched on it previously, understanding the relative stimulus from a workout, being able to make sure that you get the most from a workout regardless of what's written on the board or what's programmed. I think you coming away from your hour, your hour and a half that you've spent at the gym feeling really good about the time that you've spent here is the overriding kind of factor for, for me. You know, you feeling like you've had a great hour of your day, that you've got something from it and you feel good about what you've done is more important than anything you know the weight that you choose the speed that you complete it in the form that you within reason the form that you use 
Um, I think the other thing for me on kind of setting yourself up to win is having a realistic outlook on how your day and the activities that exist within it look, which will obviously include the gym, that will include work, that will include home life, children, family members, commutes, you know, everything that exists within your day factors into how you feel, how you will feel, and will all commit a certain amount of energy. I think having a good understanding at the start of your day, okay, cool, it's, it's going to be a long day in work, I've got this huge meeting, or, you know, I know that I'm not going to be training until later than I usually would, as Ellie kind of touched on, you know, if you're coming into the gym at kind of 7.30 at night, and you're normally a little bit earlier in the day, um, or your gym session is going to be cut shorter because you've got other family commitments. I think having a realistic understanding of, I have a finite amount of energy to give to today. This is how I am intentionally choosing to spend that energy. I already know this means that thing B and thing C are going to be a slightly lower commitment a slightly lower priority to me today than they normally would because thing a is where i am intentionally choosing to place a lot of monday's energy you know if you've got a huge day at work coming up and you're going to the gym after work actually you need to be going into monday going okay cool i'm going to commit all of my energy today to making sure that monday in work i'm present i'm on it and i do the best work i possibly can which probably means Monday night's gym session is a session I'm going to go in, look to move for an hour, have a good sweat and kind of come away knowing that I've done the best I was able to kind of give or the, the best I was able to do relative to my day. I think the, the idea of having a realistic view also carries over into the expectations we place on ourselves in terms of the weights we quote unquote should be able to move, that the skills we should be able um, to uh, execute. And I think it's very it's very easy to be able to, to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to say, by this point in my training, I should be able to do this, or by the time I've been here for a year, I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And all of those aspirations or kind of training goals are great, but there has to be a, realist, a realistic understanding of our current capabilities and then being able to apply that in a workout. So for instance, you might be somebody who can do full press-ups. Full press-ups are often underestimated by a huge number of people. They're not particularly easy to execute with good form in high volume, but some people are able to do it. That's great. But if you then couple that with, as some of you will have found out last week, heavy overhead stuff, those press-ups then become infinitely harder. So in terms of getting something out of that workout, do you want to work on the strict press? Do you want to work on the press-ups? And what is going to be realistic in terms of executing good movement and building strength given the day that you're having? So if you can do five strict press-ups with good form, but you're going heavy overhead, go down to the knees. Work on that area of strength by scaling back to a, a realistic 
movement which allows you to still get something out of the workout and feeling like you have accomplished something rather than trying to stick to doing full press-ups and either ending up snaking or feeling like you're starting to fail reps because that means that you've got to a point where you're going to walk away from the, the training session feeling like you haven't necessarily accomplished something because you feel like you've reached failure rather than taking it back to a level which is going to allow you to complete a session and feel good about it. Nice. You know, it goes, goes back to that, that whole idea of be proud of scaling that we talked about in episode two. Um, cool. The next thing we're going to touch on is the voice in your head. So we won't kind of labor this for too long, but this is something that I've really kind of embraced over the last probably couple of months. I think I found this has really kind of come to play for me and, and really helped. And that's the idea of if the voice in your head was played through the gym speakers at any point during a workout, would you be proud of what everybody else heard? And there's an element here of almost fake it till you make it. I think the more you tell yourself that, you know, I'll use the term that I'll use later in this episode and that I used last week, I don't have to do this, I get to do this. And the more you tell yourself that you are the type of person that enjoys working hard, and you are the type of person that can commit to the kind of present moment of, to some degree, suffering, knowing that, you know, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years, all of these small contributions of effort will culminate to something far bigger and something, you know, long-term super beneficial. So I think being able to consciously ask yourself, would I be proud of what the voice in my head is saying right now, often really helps you reframe a moment. I'll, I'll find myself usually after I recognize that I'm struggling. If I'm in a really gross workout, I'm 15 minutes into a 25-minute AMRAP. If it's a real kind of grindy, sweaty workout, it's going to be tough at that point. And if I'm counting the minutes, thinking, oh, my God, I've got 10 minutes of this left versus this is awesome. I'm 15 minutes in, 10 more minutes, and I'll be able to rest, recover, be proud of the effort I've put in. You know, I'll say it in a class, be proud of the effort you're putting in. And knowing that every workout comes to an end, every struggle finishes, you know, comes to a close, the process that you go through to get there will always be beneficial. It might not feel it in the moment, but telling yourself that I'm doing this because I want to and because I get to, and that when I'm done, I will be proud of the fact I've finished. It always helps me reframe what I'm thinking, what I'm telling myself. And, you know, as I said at the start of this, fake it till you make it. The more you tell yourself you're enjoying the process, the more you'll convince yourself you are. And it's, it's okay to kind of fake that to the point where you begin to believe it because, the, you know, the more you tell yourself something, the more you convince yourself that you feel a certain way, the easier it is to act in line with that. I, I couldn't agree more. I think, I, so James, James called me out on this last week. We were having a conversation and, and I this, this idea of I get to is one that I wholeheartedly believe on, but for somebody who 
often struggles with that internal monologue. That is still a shift that I am trying to make, a shift that I'm trying to, to develop. For me, a step back from this, so for a lot of you who may struggle with this, ultimately that that is the goal to be, to I get to do this and, and, and to recognise that. The thing that's helped me quite a lot recently is this idea of if you wouldn't say it out loud to somebody else, don't say it to yourself. And I think we're all guilty of saying, oh God, I'm so stupid, I'm so this, and we, we pull ourselves apart. I'm really fat, I'm not fit enough, I'm not good enough. And if you wouldn't say that out loud to somebody else who's come to you and said, this is how I'm feeling, then, then don't say it to yourself. Yeah, great point, love that. Next, the third thing, our third thought on mindset. Um, the idea of a growth mindset. Some of you will be familiar with the concept, some of you will be less so. A growth mindset is, by definition, the opposite of a fixed mindset, and I think it's probably easier to define a fixed mindset to help you understand the benefits of a growth mindset. So a fixed mindset is the idea that you are born with certain abilities or that you are genetically or physically made up to perform in a specific way or, or action certain things. I'll, I'll use the example, yeah, I'll use myself as the example. In secondary school, of all of my friends, I was by far the lightest. You know, I, I was the classic like 15, 16 year old skin and bones, didn't really play much sport, not particularly physical. Um, I could run fast, but that's kind of, in terms of secondary school, that was kind of my thing. That was what I had going for me. A fixed mindset would say, okay, cool, you're fast, you're not physical, you're not big, that's where you're at, and that is the, the mindset I would forever carry, and I would be, you know, a runner, wouldn't have really hit weights. The idea of a growth mindset is that everything can be learned and everything can be developed. You know, think about things like mobility is probably a very common one. People are either defined as flexible or, or mobile or immobile. You know, I can touch my toes or I can't touch my toes. That is a great example of where a growth mindset says, yeah, do you know what? Right now I can't touch my toes. I'm, I, I'm really immobile in my hips and my hamstrings. I, I don't have mobile shoulders. I... You know, I have a shoulder problem, I have a knee problem, but I can work on that. And it might take me longer than somebody else. It might take me it might take me 12 months before I can touch my toes. I can still get myself to the point that I will be able to touch my toes. You know, there's a famous quote in the martial arts world. The more dangerous man isn't the man that's done 10,000 kicks once. It's the man that's done one kick 10,000 times. And it's that idea of, being aware of something, you know, find something you suck at and do it until you don't suck anymore. That you are not born a specific way. You are not indefinitely cursed with bad knees or bad shoulders or immobile, or you're not, you know, there's no predetermined path for anybody. We are all born with the same, you know, flexible, manipulatable, is that a word? manipulatable we'll go with it i like it yeah cool body 
we all have a, a high functioning brain. We choose to apply those things however we see fit. And if you have a fixed mindset, you'll always operate within your comfort zone. If you have a growth mindset, you will be confident and curious about exploring the level at which you can reach mentally, physically. You know, that might be picking up a sport that you've always wanted to play, but never even tried because you're not physically built in a way that supports you being successful in that sport or you're not mentally built in a way that means you'll be successful at picking up this new kind of hobby that you want to start partaking in you know that be confident in the fact that you are able to grow evolve develop um and that no given person is kind of fixed physically mentally anything to only to only to completely echo your thoughts on that. Um, I mean, for those of you who have been here for a little while, know my love of gymnastics. Um, it hasn't always been that way. If you ask Amy and Lola, when I first started doing CrossFit, my nickname was T-Rex because my arms were about as useful as those of a T-Rex, but I was very strong in the lower body, which meant things like squats were always on my, that's on today at the gym, I'm going to go in. Um and I think over a period of time, both from wanting to challenge myself, but also understanding that cherry picking my workouts wasn't going to help me evolve as a as a an athlete, I started pick up gymnastics. And even now, I mean, there's still I had to work harder on gymnastics than I have on probably anything I ever have in my life. But as a result of that, I still, several years on of being able to do them, find them incredibly satisfying because it's something I had to apply this, this growth mindset to that James has talked about and to be able to walk away and be like, I did that. I, I pigeonholed myself when I started um, doing CrossFit, functional fitness, as, as somebody who was always going to be you know, fairly powerful in the lower body, but my arms were never going to be up too much, to actually almost... I would say now it's probably it's probably swung the other way and I'm probably stronger comparatively in my upper body than I am in my, in my lower body. So I think it's just, yeah, as, as both, I mean, those of you that know James and I, I think it's probably hard for any of you to believe that James was, was a skinny teenager given his stature now. Um, and I think it just, as, as kind of examples to you guys, um, we... We practice what we preach, I guess, and I think it's very easy for those of you who don't know us to be able to say, well, it's easy for you guys because of X, Y, and Z, but actually we've, we've part of the reason for this podcast is because we wanted to share things with you and show that we have walked the path that we're encouraging you guys to walk in, in all sorts of ways. You know, we still have battles with mindset. We still have, you know, we have to sometimes check ourselves and leave our ego at the door and what does that actually mean and look like um but yeah as far as growth mindset goes i would say just do the things that you don't think you're good at give them a go um and 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 keep trying because if you want if you want to get better at something there is absolutely nothing other than your own mindset around it that will stop you or get in your way nice yeah and i, I think so you know you hear athletes talk about you know professional athletes talk about the fact that anybody can do anything and you know, the only real difference is how hard they, they work at, at getting to the anything. I think that is is completely true. Um, and it's as Ellie said, it's kind of easy to sit there and go, well, yeah, you know, you would say that, you're already there. 
But, you know, when you've got the likes of, well, if you haven't seen it already, go check out um, Tia Toomey's Instagram post from a week or two ago um, after she won the Rogue Invitational um, with a huge clean and jerk. She posted some old training videos of when she first started and it's of her cleaning, jerking and snatching. Um, yeah, it's so, it's so, vulnerability is super cool, but it's also really insightful and really emphasizes this point better than my kind of waffled conversation probably could. Um, next up, things you can control. Ellie, do you want to take this one? Absolutely. Um, I think it comes down to two things um, that we have absolute control over. Uh, one of those is the effort that you put in to anything you do. And the second is how you react to the outcome. So if we take the training environment as an example, because that's, you know we're a gym and this is why we're having this conversation. Uh, with that said, I think you can apply it to absolutely everything outside of the training environment as well. Um, so the effort that you put in is, is, is within your control and the effort that you put in doesn't doesn't equal the outcome. So the effort that you put in is if you've got 110% to give, you can control whether you put 110% in or whether you're not going to. If 60% is all you've got and you put 60% in, you've got control of that. If you don't want to put that 60% in because you only want to put 50% in, then that's what you put in. So you can control how much effort you put in to anything you do. The one that, again, speaking from personal experience here, but I think is, is probably true to most people, is accepting that we have control over how we react to the outcome. So the outcome is going to be the outcome. The amount of effort we put in, as we've said before, doesn't necessarily equal the result. So if you were to take a workout um, and you were to perform the same workout on two different days, but before the first day you were well-rested, well fed, you hit that workout, you gave it 100%, you hit a PB, awesome. You might do that workout two months later, but it's off the back of, I don't know, a 10K time trial or having not slept properly, you still give it 100%, but you hit a lifetime personal worth. So in terms of time or weight moved or whatever. So the effort that you've put in, you've had control over and it's been 100%, the outcome hasn't necessarily been the same, but how we react to the outcome of both of those is within our control, despite the fact that we are going to have, for want of a better term, like a go-to response. We're going to have a natural leaning towards how we're going to react. And if it's not what we want, then we're going to, potentially it's quite easy to allow ourselves to think it's not fair I don't understand that internal voice comes back in how proud would I be I'm rubbish I'm not good enough I don't know why I bother and all these sorts of things can snowball but that's not actually going to be of benefit to you or your training or how you feel and I think this it comes back round to this the voice it's probably a combination of voice in your head and that growth mindset saying okay so I didn't get the outcome that I wanted or I thought I was going to get, but what did I get out of it? I got a great training session out of it. I learned a few things about myself. I know that even if I put 100% in, if I'm tired, 
then actually I'm not somebody that can perform particularly well when I'm tired. Or you can walk away and think, I didn't get the, the result that I wanted. But you know what? I showed up. I gave it what I've got. I won when I walked through the door, so I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a line under this. I'm gonna say, give myself a pat on the back. I'm proud for being here. I'm proud for getting through it. And tomorrow I'm gonna rest because my body is clearly telling me that I need to do that. And then I'm gonna come back in in a couple of days and I'm gonna give it 100% and potentially get some results that um, I want to see. Reacting to the outcome of something is like the growth mindset is a. It's a journey. It's not something that you're going to be able to, you can't flick a switch and suddenly be like, I'm going to be positive about everything that happens. And I don't think you always have to be positive, but I think to recognize, to step back, recognize what's happened, accept what's happened, and then try and look at the positives that you can take away from it whilst accepting that there are some lessons to be learned as well, is how you feel like, or you're going to feel like you've always got something out of your workout yeah nice I, I think for me if you can't control it it's not something that you should be giving any energy or any time or any concern to and and I, I say it with a lot of this sort of stuff you know almost ask yourself can I control this or could I have controlled this no okay cool in that case I'm not going to give it the time of day and that might be something as simple, you know, Ellie's used the training environment. That might be something as simple as traffic. Someone might have cut you up. If, if there's nothing that you could have done to have controlled what's making you feel as you feel, it's not the sort of thing that you should be giving any time to worrying about because it's, it's wasted energy, it's wasted effort, it's wasted focus. If you put the, the energy into preparing, and to the things that you can control, both before and after an event, you're doing everything that you can. Um, I think now feels like a good time to move on to the, the fifth thought on mindset, which is don't complain. And the reason I kind of want to segue into that now is because a lot of people put far too much focus on things that they are unable to control and end up complaining about them. And Ellie's point earlier of, you know, what you say and how you make other people feel is ultimately how you make yourself feel and vice versa. How you make yourself feel is how you make other people feel. And I think putting focus on negative things and complaining about things that are outside of your control, for me, are one of the highest or one of the most common factors and most common things that you see this happen with so as an example right now I'm, I'm going to use myself as an example as again you know for the last sort of seven days or so I've had a cold can confidently say and and accurately say it isn't COVID-19 for anyone that may have seen me in the last week and be concerned um but every time that I've been asked how I'm feeling or how I'm doing it's been a conscious effort and you know if you're one of the people that's asked me and I've texted you or you know you can recall the conversation have a think about what I said um it's all very it's, it's super easy for me to go oh yeah do you know what I'm feeling really crappy haven't been able to train for a few days I'm really sniffly and I you know I don't feel great I feel really tired that's how I felt the response I've been giving is 
yeah, do you know what? I'm a little bit sniffly, but my body's had three or four days of real good rest that it's probably needed. I've been able to make sure that I'm hydrated. I'm eating more veg than I'm normally eating. So yeah, I feel really good about that. And it's that idea of reframing something outside of my control that is ultimately something that has the potential to, to create a negative impact as a positive, deciding to take something that could make me feel worse and make it something that I start to feel positive about. And the more I've talked to people about my body having a couple of days of really needed rest, the better I've started to feel about that, the idea of faking it till I make it. Now I'm absolutely convinced that this has been a positive week because my body's had, you know, nine, eight, nine hours sleep a night. I've had more veg in the last week than I've probably had in the last three or four weeks. Every single day I've been more than hydrated. So actually, as an overview of the last week where I've been feeling ill and I've been feeling tired, I've come away from that with a real positive view of how I've spent my last sort of seven days. And that was even further emphasized on um, Saturday, I think it was. You know, I came in for my first session after seven days out of the gym and I PR'd my power clean, which, you know, is a is a perfect example of I could have let myself kind of be run into the ground, felt really rubbish about the week I'd had, the fact I hadn't trained, and come to the gym going, all right, well, this is going to be the first session back. It's probably not going to be great. Or I could have come to the gym with the mind, you know, the, the mindset and the view of, I've had seven days where I haven't lifted a weight. My joints and my body should feel great. I feel much better. I don't feel anywhere near as sniffly. Let's see what happens. Let's see what I can do. And, you know, that materialized into a, a PR power clean. So there's definite value in that. And I'm sure if I'd have come in with the first mindset, there's no way I would have, have lifted anywhere near, you know, my existing PR, let alone kind of set a new one. And I think having a level of intention and a level of awareness around how you feel is important because you are, you know, at some point somebody's going to ask you how you are and it might just be an impasse saying, hey, mate, how's it going? Or it might be, a, oh, I haven't seen you for ages. How are you doing? What's going on? And if you're already prepared to answer that in a way that will support your positive outlook on things, you're already onto a winner. You know, if you're waking up feeling tired, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, how are you feeling today? Yeah, do you know what? It's a tougher day than normal, but I'm still here. I'm still getting it done. That's a huge positive. Versus, oh yeah, do you know what? I'm a bit tired today. Actually, I didn't sleep really well last night. You know, the the two will have a different impact on not only on you but on other people as well. There's a an exercise, and I've I've done it with a couple of people in work, and I've I've stolen it from Ben Bergeron as I steal most stuff. The idea of if I asked you to to close your eyes and kind of prepped you to look for everything that was blue in the room you are sitting in and after three you were to open your eyes one two three go you open your eyes i give you five to ten seconds to count everything in the room that you can see that's blue close your eyes again and then i ask you to raise your hand call cool. hands up who saw five things that were blue most people will put their hands up hands up if you saw 10 things hands up if you saw 15 20 the the mind you know the idea that you're looking for, for blue things you'll start to take things that are maybe navy and go, yeah, that's blue. 
that's a bit of a greeny blue. Yeah, that's going to be blue. That's something over there that's bright blue. That's definitely blue. You know, the more blue things you look for, the more you will see. If I asked you to recall how many things you saw that were red, you weren't looking for anything that was red. You might be able to, from memory, know, okay, well, I know there's a red pen on the desk. I know there was a red bag on the floor. Um, I think there was a red extension lead under the desk. You know, maybe three, four, five things, but because you're not looking for the things that are red, you're not going to see them. That has huge overflow to mindset, to positivity, to positive self-talk. The more positive things you look for, the more you will see. And equally, the more negative things you start identifying, the more you'll see. And if I, you know, if I head into work on a day where there's, you know, we've had a busy few days, the team are tired, and I've got team members kind of going, oh, yeah, I do I'm really run down. God, the last few days have been really tough. Oh, it's been so busy. All of a sudden, you know, three, four, five, six things, I'm, I'm already starting to fight this idea of, yeah, do you know what? The last few days have been tough. I actually probably do feel tired. Yeah, they have been really busy versus a team that are going, yeah, do you know what? Last few days have been the busiest I've worked in a while. And, you know, I'm here. I'm still in work. I'm enjoying it. Um, I didn't sleep particularly well last night, but I've had my coffee this morning. I'm up for today. Let's do it. You know, they will create two very different environments to work in and you as an individual have the ability to make everybody that you interact with on a given day feel one way or another and I think the more people that that contribute in a positive way I think the more infectious that becomes I think that said it's important to stress that you know sharing and venting has its place and not to keep everything kind of cooped up inside because you don't want to burden others with kind of negative energy. I think there's there's always a place for being able to share openly, honestly. And I think having a trusted kind of cohort that you know you can go to whenever you need to and talk to about how you're feeling and you know, even just having people that you can go to to vent at for a little while, that is still super healthy. Having intention with that and being aware and making the conscious decision that this is something I am choosing to do because I need to vent is the the, the important bit there. You know, being able to vent is, is encouraged and healthy. Knowing that you are doing it and being aware that you are doing it and making the decision to do that is a huge win in itself. You know, you can still get done what you need to get done, but I'm aware that I'm choosing to do this because I'll feel better at the end of it and it will help me remain positive as I move through my day. Thanks, James. The The only thing I want to add is that this is, is going to be a work in progress. As with your training, mind, mindset is something which we hear people talk about a lot. Uh, I think it's super relevant. We got a lot of really good feedback off the last podcast, which is why we have made it the topic or the theme for this podcast. And I know that a lot of people are keen to work on mindset, to be able to manage their own thoughts and their own emotions. And I think it's something which is, it's it's a good aspiration to have. Being aware of your own mindset and wanting, wanting to work on it is absolutely something I would encourage everybody to do, but touching on a couple of the points that we've covered in this podcast, you know, that voice in your head, the things that you can control, 
it is a work in progress. You're not going to be able to listen to this podcast or any other podcast around mindset and go, yeah, that sounds great. And suddenly you're going to work up tomorrow and you're going to have a growth mindset around everything. And you're never going to complain about anything. And, you know, you're always going to set yourself up to win because that that in itself is is not realistic. But if if this what we're hoping to achieve is that this is is a gateway, I guess, into getting people to think about their mindset and to be able to start that journey of creating a, a mindset that they are proud of, that they would have broadcast over the, the speaker in the gym, of a mindset which is, you know, has a positive influence and impact on them and other people around them. And I think the only other thing that I would want to add to that is that if any of you do want to have a conversation with myself or James around mindset or any of the other topics that we've that we've touched on in these podcasts because they struck a real chord with you or because you think um, having a have a, having a one-to-one conversation with somebody might help you take the next step on that journey to developing your mindset then then I mean I'm speaking for both of us here but <laughs> hopefully James will, will agree that, that just give us a shout like we, we love talking about this stuff and we'd love to be able to to help any of you on a, on, a, on an individual level if 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 that would be of benefit to you yeah I, I think it, it's almost its own you know pillar of fitness in itself right you know the way the way you would work on better nutrition the way you would work on improving your training and better movement the way you would work on mobility the way you would work on improving your sleep you know your mindset is something that you you have to and can work on and whether you keep a journal for each day you know whether you just make a quick note of the real kind of notable moments in a day whether you choose to just pick one small thing that you've heard today or that you've heard in the past and kind of run with that for a couple of weeks you know, start small, give yourself the best possible chance to win. Um, the other thing I would say is we are by no means the experts on mindset. You know, I'm I'm talking from experience. I'm talking about the stuff that I find helps me personally. Yeah. I know there are people, even in the gym here, that, you know, literally even in the building right now, that are more versed and more able and more successful at and you know historically of developing a, a growth mindset a positive mindset you know their positive self-talk is is notable that they're a way not maybe better is the wrong word but there is a huge selection of people that do this really really well i don't consider myself to be the expert on it i'm sure ellie doesn't consider herself to be the expert on it where really as we are with most of these kind of topics here to just share some thoughts and i think you guys sharing your thoughts as well is as important if not more so than me and ellie kind of sat here talking to you so if you've got you know anything as you have done with the previous episodes if you've got anything you want to add anything that works for you that you think will help other people i'd encourage you to send us a voice message so we can include it in the podcasts or you know stick it on the facebook group or send it as a message on Instagram so that we can include it in later episodes. And hearing from you guys is arguably more valuable than hearing from me and Ellie. Absolutely. Um, on that note, I think if this has helped you or you think it will help somebody else or you want other people to hear it, sh- you know, share the link around, send the, the, the podcasts, the, the link on Anchor, the link on Apple Podcasts, the Spotify URL, send that to, to somebody that might benefit. Subscribe to the podcast rate it if you can 
Um, as always, we'd love to hear from you. So if you've got anything to add, as I've said, please do feel confident in sharing it. If you if you want to share something, but maybe don't want to be called out and you want to do so anonymously, just let us know. It's absolutely fine. We don't want to put anybody in any kind of uncomfortable spotlight. Um, Ellie, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Thank you. We will talk to you again soon. Thanks team. Have a lovely day.